Father, we thank you for this evening service again. We're just so grateful to be here. And I thank you, Lord, that you will use my lips. Um, you'll use the, the grace that you've given me to minister to your precious people, that the word will go forth unhindered in its action and that it will accomplish what it's sent to do, that it will bring healing and, and health and prosperity and abundance. It will bring answers to questions and solutions to problems. That great wisdom will be upon your word tonight. And, Father, I thank you will be changed by your grace, by your spirit, by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the blessing of the Lord. We did a, a little bit of this, not a little bit, a lot of teaching in South America this last three weeks about the blessing of the Lord. It just seemed to keep coming up in the services. And so um, I want to uh, share some things about that tonight. I believe it will help you. Um, you know, uh, Brother Copeland came out with a glorious book, The Blessing of the Lord, um, and it, I highly recommend it. It's just chock full, as we would say, of wonderful truths about how God has already blessed us and that we can stand up in authority and power and declare that blessing over our lives every day. And if something doesn't look like a blessing, that we can take authority over the enemy and tell him to flee, right, in Jesus' name. So that we can walk in what Jesus bought and paid for. Our church here at Grace Harvest, we take communion once a month. And uh, we have said this before that when we take that cup of the blood of uh, what represents the blood of Jesus, we see that as the blessing, the cup of blessing that Jesus became a curse for us so that we and he tasted of the cup of the curse so that we could taste of the cup of the blessing. And as he, as much as he became the curse on Calvary's cross, we have become the blessed on this earthly walk if we are born again. Amen. Amen. And so uh, you can say without really pride, but with great confidence in God that you are blessed. And it's good to declare that every day, that we are blessed of the Lord Most High. Now, the word blessing means empowered. We are empowered by God now to prosper and to succeed. And uh, I, I thank God for uh, the Lord reiterating this all the way through the Bible. Uh, you know, it's just in every, just about every book you can read it. We're going to start with Ephesians 1.3. And this said, I quoted this a minute ago, but I want to, I want you to see it in the word. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us. Now look at the word hath. That's past tense. You know, we, we have, we have learned some things about grace that you have to watch your tenses, you know, because the New Testament, the New Covenant, so much um, was accomplished through Jesus Christ and his great uh, redemptive act on Calvary that changed the, the tenses. You know, in the Old Testament, it was uh, even uh, in Isaiah, by his stripes, we are healed. But in the New Testament, and uh, you see it in uh, Philippians, it says that by his stripes, 
we were healed. We were healed. So that means we're healed. No matter if we feel unhealed or not, we are healed. And it's easier to uh, walk in the faith of your health and well-being when you know that it's already been done. It's already a finished work and that it is very available to us. Praise God. Um, but we have to see the value that God puts on us so that we feel that worthiness to receive what he's already done. Um, you know, so many times we've heard, maybe in the past, maybe in our past denominations or whatever, that we were just worms, you know, <laughs> that we were so unworthy and and uh, just demeaned demeaned into thinking that perhaps we didn't deserve anything from God. And, uh, of course, we probably didn't deserve anything from God. But because of Jesus, because of his greatness and his love, not our greatness, but his greatness and his love, he made us worthy to receive. So now, because of him, we can say, I am worthy to receive all of what God has for me. And I and go one step further. I do receive it. I do receive it. Again, not because I'm so high and mighty, but because he is so high and mighty. He is high and mighty. And he's done the work for us. So, uh, you know, it would be unfair to me if uh, one of or unfair to one of like if we if for for instance a friend of mine here Jerry Lee if she had done some work for me and I didn't even acknowledge it and I didn't say anything about what she'd done in fact I went to do it all over again she would probably feel really like disheartened maybe even a little angry about that um, because she'd already done it she'd already finished it it did a, she did a great job it didn't have to be redone it didn't have You didn't have to add anything to it except just thank you for doing that for me. And to say really in our actions, maybe even our thoughts, sometimes our words, Jesus, you didn't do enough. Now I have to do all this too and add to whatever you've done is really kind of a slap in his face because he did all the work. He finished it all. It is all done. Amen. And there's nothing that we can do to add to that that would make any merit with him. (laughs) He just wants us to simply say, thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Thank you that I'm blessed. Thank you that I'm healed. Thank you that you're working in my family, in my church, in my community, and even our state and nation. Amen? He uh, has done it all, and all the glory goes to him. And then, you know, we can take our little selves out of it and not try to get any glory because it doesn't belong to us. Amen? All belongs to the Lord. So this says that he hath blessed us, um, King James. We could say he has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And some might say, well, that's spiritually speaking. That doesn't mean anything about the natural realm. But actually, it means everything with the natural realm. Because the spiritual realm is much more real than this natural realm. 
Uh, we get natural minded because we live here and work here and we do things in the natural realm a lot where we should probably do more in the spirit realm. But, you know, thank God we're here tonight doing some spiritual work. Amen. Um, but we get uh, natural minded, carnal. The Bible says carnally minded uh, instead of spiritually minded. And um when when we think about the spirit realm, see, everything we have came from the spirit realm. Everything was created by God, the Bible says, and for God. So what did he make the worlds with? His word. He simply spoke, didn't he? And that tells us the power of the words, of spoken words. He framed, Hebrew says, he framed the world with his words. And we can frame our world with our words and choose life, life words in doing that. And we reap, we reap the life of God. Um, so if we're seeing this blessing in all the spiritual places and all spiritual blessings, then in Christ, we're in Christ and we can certainly see that the spiritual blessings translates into natural blessings. That's where it all comes from. So this is a tremendous scripture for anything that you need. You can say it's done in the realm of the spirit. Now I declare it to be true in my life. I declare it to be mine or my family's or my church's. I declare it to be this way in my life. And uh, that's all God needs to set into action. These manifestations, that's all he needs is our agreement with him. The Bible says yes and amen. Yes, all the promises of God are yes and so be it in my life. Amen. So we agree with God. And um, so let's look over. We'll look at a couple of more scriptures. Are you with me? Amen. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 10. And this is very familiar. I love this scripture. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22 and underline it if you don't have it underlined because it's a good one to stand on. The blessing of the Lord, we just read about it, it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord. Now, I put a little arrow from blessing to it. So that I would understand that it's the blessing that maketh rich. It's the empowerment of God. It's the grace of God. Grace to prosper that Paul talked about in Corinthians. The grace to prosper. The blessing of the Lord. It maketh rich. And he addeth no sorrow. You know, you see people sometimes that try to bless themselves. And okay, they get an A for effort. I know I've been there before where... You know, you think one job's not enough, so I'll get two jobs, maybe even a third little something on the, so that you can have all this income, you know, to do whatever that needs to be done. And, you know, you're worn out. You're not good for anybody. Sometimes you have to skip church because your hours of work go into Sunday morning or Wednesday night and you can't get back to church. And uh, you find yourself many times with a lot of sorrow. There's sorrow there. You're not with your children. You, you know, don't have enough time with your spouse, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes with that type of trying to bless yourself, 
you can't even make ends meet. The groceries are still too much for your paycheck, especially nowadays, you know, with inflation, we see uh, this happening. So I think, you know, I'm not I am all for work. I believe people should work. I think for a lot of different reasons, I think it's good for people to produce. It, it's godly, you know, uh, God certainly works. Amen. So um, we should work and that's right to do that. But I don't think we should depend on our work and ourself to make us uh what God wants us to be as far as prosperity and abundance. We should cast the care over on him and allow his blessing to take place in our lives, to move in our life and the favor of God and the empowerment of that grace to do things that we couldn't possibly accomplish. You know, we couldn't possibly. Some things that have happened in my life, I couldn't have fathom that they would happen um you know it would take years and years to pay for some things that i've just been given just given you know um and i'm sure a lot of you have testimonies of the same that god did things for you you could never have done for yourself and put you in places and connected you with certain people and uh, worked things out and there was debt forgiven or debt paid off. Just how did that happen, you know? And it's called the blessing of the Lord. And we don't ever need to limit ourselves to our fixed income. Well, you know, some ministers say, "What? who fixed it? Did you fix it? Or, you know, it doesn't have to be just that little bit. Every month that comes in. Thank God for that. But take the limits off the Lord and, and, and say, and, and, you know, sometimes I'll write it out. The blessing of the Lord is making me rich. Well, all you want is money. Well, no, that's not all I want, but I do want some money. <laughs> Amen. Just to be real honest. It takes money to live. It t- definitely takes money to minister. I mean, you know, David and I were talking the other day about some of the meetings that we've had that, um, you know, the Gulf Coast conventions and some of the other even meetings here. I mean, they are thousands of dollars to to do some of the me. I was shocked when I found out how much it costs to do a convention in Panama City Beach. Some of you know, and I cut the budget down to everything I could cut it down and still be and still do it right. Um, was still at the minimal, it was $20,000. And it, you know, if I, if I wanted to really treat our ministers well and everything, it was thirty or $40,000. So we're talking a lot of money that needs to be put into ministry that where's it going to come from if we're all poor and broke and sick? Well, that's the way the devil wants to keep us, is poor and broken sick. But praise God, we know about the blessing. Amen? And the devil can't stand it that we're blessed. But so so what? Too bad, right? The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And so you can put your name in there. The blessing of the Lord is making scarlet rich, is making me rich. And don't be ashamed of rich. Don't be ashamed of that word. I know it's four letters, but it's not a cuss word. In fact, it's God's idea. 
It's God's idea. And, and the blessing of the Lord it doesn't say the blessing of Satan makes you rich, does it? You'd almost think that the way the world is. Uh, you know, I remember years ago when we we were in Panama City, we were picking up uh, Creflo Dollar. He was coming to preach at our church and uh, he flew in in his own private jet. and He landed at the little in, uh, landing strip there at our airport. And when he landed, there was a little boy standing near us. And uh, the little boy goes, wow, look at that airplane. That must be a drug dealer. That's what he said. That must be a drug dealer. And I thought to myself, why are our young people thinking drug dealing is the only way you can get money, is the only way that you're rich? Um, somehow we've... Mix things up that you have to be a rock star or a Hollywood star or a drug dealer to have a private aircraft and be a big, you know, big in finance and wealth. But, you know, the Bible teaches the opposite. If you read the book of Proverbs, it's very interesting who the wealthy should be and who those uh, that are not doing well uh, in the sight of God. So. I kind of felt sorry for this little boy, you know, that his mindset was the only way you could have that. And uh, we told him, we said, no, that's not a drug dealer. That's a minister of the gospel. And he was a bewildered look on his face. And I thought, thank God that God gets the glory for that airplane. Amen. And every other blessing of the Lord that any minister or any pastor has. I thank God. I it doesn't make me jealous at all. It makes me inspired when people do well that love God and serve God and travel and minister and pastor. And Amen. We shouldn't ever be jealous or mad if they're blessed of the Lord. Um, we should be thankful and say, well, if God will do that for, for him or for them, thank God we're next in line. He'll do it for us too. Amen. He's no respecter of persons. And so uh, believe God and, and say this about yourself. The blessing of the Lord is upon me. It makes me rich. It's God's grace that gives me the empowerment to do well in life. And Jesus came to give us life, the Bible says, and life more abundantly. Now, those are the words of Jesus. Do we believe him? Well, I believe we do. I believe we're believing him more and more. Um, as a young Bible school student, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Raymond in 1980. And uh, my friend was, um, my roommate actually was Candace um, Jackson. She was Candace Harrison then, Buddy and Pat Harrison's daughter. And um, so I went to church with her. And we drove up to the church. Now, I'm out of a denominational church that is a little different than Word of Faith. <laughs> so I was getting used to and accustomed to this way of living that um, that I'll describe to you. Um, we pulled up in the parking lot, and there was a Mercedes 450 SL navy blue in the pastor's wife's parking place. And I said, is that your mother's car? And Candace said, yeah. And I said, that's the most beautiful car I've ever seen. <laughs> I'd always loved 450 SL Mercedes. I thought, you know, I've just seen pictures of them. But I thought, this is my kind of church. 
Amen. Anybody that would drive a pastor's wife. Now, I was from the pastor's wife that didn't even have a car church and their church person, pastor, was beat up like an old Chevrolet that looked like it was on its last leg. Now, I'm not against, you know, people can drive whatever they want to drive. If they want that, that's fine. Amen. I'm not saying you have to have a Mercedes if you don't. Some people don't like them. But I thought as a 20-year-old, that was spectacular that a woman of God who ministered and preached and operated in the gifts of the Spirit and did. And then I found out later that somebody had given it to her. She didn't even pay for it, which I wouldn't have cared if she had paid for it. I thought, this is great, you know. But, you know, sometimes we judge people and they it was a gift. It wasn't even something that they bought or spent any money on. Amen. And then... I walked into her house. We went over there for lunch and she did. She had a beautiful home, but she didn't have any furniture, no living room furniture. And I said, Candace, where's the furniture? She said, oh, well, mother had it all here and everything. But um, there was a lady in our church and the Lord spoke to mother and said, give her all your living room furniture. And so she said, you know, she gave it all to her. And I said, Gave all the, now I, again, my mindset was from my background, which you didn't give furniture away. You had a garage sale or, you know, put it, we didn't have you know, the technology like Craigslist or anything back then, but you put it in the paper and sold it. You put it on the radio and sold it. You wouldn't just give a whole living room set away. So I was astonished at this lifestyle of giving and receiving that I witnessed firsthand. It wasn't just the preaching of the word. I mean, I was, and these are just some small examples. I mean, I could go on and on about what I found out, that people were living under the blessing of the Lord. And they freely gave and they freely received. And it was it was a beautiful testimony to me. It marked my life. You know, and um, I'll never forget the beginning of understanding that uh, anything I have is God's. And, you know, it's easy to give away other people's stuff. So when you realize everything, nothing belongs to you, he's given it to us to be a good steward over and to manage and to, you know, clean it. If we've been given a car, clean it and keep it up and put you know, fresh oil in it, all the things, check the tires, all the things you need to do. But it's not ours. We don't ever need to take ownership. <laughs> we need to always say, this: everything I have is the Lord's. And anytime he speaks to me about anything I have to give, it's gone, you know. Amen? That's the way we're to live. And I, I don't believe we ever have to be afraid of that because in my life I know that anytime I've given, um, the Lord has multiplied and given me, I, you know, it's not like I even really had to say, oh, God, I believe that when I give this, you know, because I've given a car away before. When I give this car, I'm going to get 10 cars. <laughs> it wasn't even like that. It was like the Lord said, do it. And then later on, it just happened. It was beautiful. Um, God did great things in my life. And uh, and I can testify that he will never, ever leave you in a place of shortage Amen. when you obey him. Amen. Never. And um, in fact, he will advance you more and more, probably more than you can even uh, 
imagine. And I know, again, most of you have experienced these things, but it's it's just interesting, isn't it? How we can live so freely with the Lord. Freely you have received, freely give. And that's God's system. Praise the Lord. Um, let's see. I've gotten away from my notes a little bit here, but... Um, Again, we'll make note of this. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. Let's look at Abram for a minute. You can't hardly preach on the blessing without mentioning him because uh, the Lord spoke to him and told Abram, this is Genesis 12, that he was going to bless him. And two things happened when he blessed Abram. He said... Um, you will uh, be blessed, you will be uh, empowered to prosper, and you will be famous. Isn't that interesting? Um, <clears throat> some of us probably don't want to be famous, but the, the, the way I look at it is influential. You can be influential. And I think that's extremely important as a Christian that we can give influence to people to influence them that Jesus should be their Lord, <laughs> that this is a glorious way to live. Now, that doesn't mean things don't go wrong. It doesn't mean you get a, don't get attacked. It doesn't mean that it's always just, you know, uh, beds of roses. You, you will, the Bible clearly says that we will experience temptations and trials, that you are on the earth, the devil is still loose, and there's going to be things that come up against you. But the, the thing I'm emphasizing tonight is that when you realize the blessing is on you, it's almost like David up against Goliath saying, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that would defy the armies of Israel? Who is this dog, really, is what he was calling him. And this huge guy that they say nine feet tall or whatever, um, with all this armor on could be so intimidating and David's just a young guy clean shot and yet because of covenant right which this is the blessing is your covenant right now yeah. it's your benefit it's your covenant right to walk in this and David knew something about covenant because he said you know circumcision was a sign of covenant and he said who is this guy outside of covenant that would come against me and the armies of the living God. And, of course, we knew uh, that he was very victorious over this huge guy. And I believe the Spirit of God guided that stone that killed Goliath. Amen. A wonderful story, and it's a true story. Praise God. So the blessing is uh, uh, will make you not only wealthy, and uh, abundant in your life, but it will make you influential. And there's great power and influence when we're trying to win the Lord, the lost to the Lord. That's our that's our commandment: is go into all the world and preach the gospel, proclaim this good news. Amen. All right, let's go here. Uh, Genesis 12:1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee. Now it's not just God bless you, you know, let's bless the food. No, this is a, a true impartation of empowerment 
So much so that if you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, I mean, when you're blessed like this, everything is blessed. Your body's blessed. Your, the field that you plant your crops in is blessed. Everything that you put your hand to is blessed. Now that's, a, that's an amazing thing when it affects every part of your life. Um, the fruit of your body is blessed. That means your children are blessed. And so it says here, um, I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And that's the best part about this is that when we're blessed, we get to partake of others being blessed because we're blessed, just like God does. And and the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So that's to me, that's the, the end all of the all is to be able to be a blessing. I mean, it's nice to go to college and pay your way through. I've done it. I've gotten several degrees. It's very expensive. But, you know, praise God. Uh, I did it, and then, but it's a whole nother thing to be able to pay someone else's tuition. And thank God I've been able to do that. So uh, I, I think that brought me more joy than even me getting to do it. You know, it's just something about when you get to bless someone else. It just is the the height of joy. And, uh, and delight. Amen. And that's why God likes blessing us because I believe it brings him great joy and delight. So let's receive this and let's declare this over ourselves. Um, verse three, I will bless them that bless thee. I will curse them that curse thee. And in all, uh, and thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So we see the blessing there. Um, and then it said, in Genesis 18:19 I think this is very important in Genesis 18:19 for I know him this is talk the Lord talking about Abraham I know him he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. He chose Abraham. Why did he choose Abraham? Because he knew something about him. He would teach his children these same principles about the blessing. And he did. And we read. We've done this before. I've taken you through this at the church. You know, Isaac was blessed. He was so blessed that he ble- he prospered in the time of famine. When there was no food, no water. People were starving to death. Here comes Isaac with the blessing and he gets all these wells. Um, the Philistines got mad at him. They envied him. It was kind of like Cain and Abel again. And they tried to fill up his wells and, you know, he just kept prospering and he had the, the Bible says sheep and flocks and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then here comes Jacob and he had his own problems. You know, it's not because we're perfect. That the blessing works. It's because God is perfect. That's why the blessing works. And Jacob ended up prospering. You know the story that um, he decided to, to leave Laban. And um, Laban was upset because he knew he was being blessed because of Jacob. And he thought, if I lose him, I might lose all my stuff too. So he tried to get him to stay and uh, you know the story and I won't go into all that. And then Joseph. 
as if we didn't know enough about grandfather and great great grandfather and grandfather and dad and now uh, his life, Joseph. Um, but he, after the height of betrayal with his brothers, thrown into a well. They got him out, thank God. But they sold him as a slave. His own siblings sold him into slavery, taken into a foreign country. Now, I know just from this last three weeks, when you're in a foreign country and they are speaking another language that you don't understand, it's very difficult to communicate. In fact, it's impossible. I felt like one at one point I was almost like deaf. <laughs> it was weird. And I'm trying to do sign language to make somebody understand that I needed to go to the ladies room. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just very, very difficult when you're in someone else's country. Joseph didn't speak the language. He was a, sold as a slave. And yet the Bible says the blessing was upon him. He ended up in the high, highfalutin home, Potiphar's house, and was doing pretty well, uh, and then was accused of something he didn't do, and ended up in prison. But the Bible says, if you could read it, it's just, I love this part about prison. It says, he was a prosperous man in prison. He was a prosperous man. And I believe he was a prosperous man when he was on the slave block being auctioned off. Why? Because the blessing was still on him. The circumstances looked bad, but the blessing was on his life right then and there. And sometimes we think, well, the blessing must be gone because I'm in this horrible situation and I owe hundreds of thousands of dollars and there's no way and there's no hope. But you should say right there in that situation, wait a minute, I'm blessed. Amen. Yeah, I, I don't go by what I feel. I don't go by what I see. Don't even go by what I hear. I go by the word of God. And God said, I am empowered. I am blessed. And because I'm blessed, this situation is going to turn around. And I'm telling you, I've been in that situation and it did turn around. So I know this word works. Amen. And so here he is in prison. The prisoner a uh, prison guard puts him in charge of the whole prison. And there he is, a prosperous man, it says in the scripture. And before long, he is interpreting Pharaoh's dreams. He is put in command of all the finances of the richest nation in that time. He's in charge of all the finances. And I would uh, venture to say that um, he was a rich man then. In the natural realm. Amen. And of course his father and his siblings came and he took care of them and forgave them. And uh, what a glorious story. But it's because, again, if you follow, Abram taught his children about this blessing and they walked in it. And I believe he's wanting us to be taught of this blessing that we have. Amen. And that we can walk in it. Um, every day of our life. So we'll, we'll pick it up here next time. There's many more things about this that not only are exciting, but the good news is it's true. Amen. It's true. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time that we can talk about how good you are and how wonderful your word is, Father, and encourage one another in uh, the blessing that you have placed upon our lives because of Jesus Christ. We thank you that Galatians 3.13 says that we are not cursed anymore 
that Jesus was cursed. He took the curse uh, upon him. He was made to be sin. He never sinned, but he was made to be sin for us. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. And we thank you that it has come upon us. And that we are a mighty force in the earth today. That that we are children of the light. And that we walk in your power, your might, your authority. And we walk in the love of God, the peace and the joy of God tonight. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you, Lord, that you, uh, again, just uh, minister to them that, they that they might know it like they know their name that they are blessed in Jesus name amen amen praise god god bless you have a nice evening and we'll see you sunday morning at 10am